Welcome back to the Client Conversions Podcast. This is going to be a really fun episode because this is a replay of the free Q&A session that I did on my Facebook and Instagram last week, actually on New Year's Day. And I did this because I wanted to open up this space where people could ask me really any questions they have around really anything. So you'll hear questions of, we start, I think, with what to do if your ads are actually working well, to how do you write good copy that is for your social websites, landing pages, to how to grow your Instagram and Facebook. Actually, I think that one might be the first question, (laughs) but whichever one it is, those are going to be in store for you. There's about seven questions inside of this. So if any of those seem really exciting for you, then make sure to go check that out. I'll also put down in the show notes below each question so you can kind of see if it aligns with you. But I go into exact my answers that I would give you on any call or any type of session we would have together, as well as some free resources for you. So make sure to go check those out as well. But this is really juicy, awesome episode that you're gonna love automatically. I can already know. So without further ado, let's get into it so you can go really listen to what's going to be happening in 2020 and what my advice is for you guys. See you in there. Welcome to the Clients and Conversions Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Clem, and I've helped fellow entrepreneurs and business owners just like you harness the power of social media to grow your audience by the hundreds, 2x their launch sales, and have client leads banging down the door to book a call with you. And I'm the first to say that hustling and searching hours online for your next client or student is not the vital ingredient to your success or even your happiness. This podcast is for driven entrepreneurs, from coaches to course creators and everything in between, to access practical and actionable tactics on everything from how to get clients with Instagram advertising and really unlock the keys from sales and social media to get growth with the simplest tools possible while keeping it just long enough to get you through your walk, drive, or workout. So stick with us for this episode and the ones to come so you can get more clients and sales in less time. Now let's get into it. So the first question that came up that I want to start with is growing your organic everything. So someone asked, growing your Instagram and Facebook groups audience organically, specific tactics that you have found that work well. So this is kind of like two separate questions just because the platforms are two radically different ways that you go about them, but I'll start with them. So the first is Facebook groups. Facebook groups are one of, I would say, the easiest to get traction with for even your own, because I'm assuming you're asking about your own Facebook group, if I'm, if I know correctly what you're talking about. So for your own Facebook group, really what it comes down to is really understanding about what does your ideal audience want from you, but even more so is what do they want from you and what can you give them to really bring up value. So what I found is... Really what I found more so is, hey, just to let you know I'm on Facebook as well, so I'm going to be kind of going back and forth for everyone, but really what I found works best is if you create some type of challenge, some type of really epic value type of video or type of training that you're going to do for them and promote the heck out of it. What I see happen is that people who have Facebook groups is you don't routinely create events, and why this is so important is if you don't create like routine events for it is people don't really see the like the honesty of going to Facebook groups unless you know 
they know exactly that their idle clients in your Facebook group or they're, you know, for sure going to be in there. That's going to be the number one way to make it really easy on yourself to actually grow your Facebook group because that way you're not having to spend loads and loads of times constantly promoting your Facebook group for, you know, weeks on end. If you have events, those work out so well. I've seen it where people do monthly workshops or they'll do like monthly goal setting or at once a quarter type of thing it depends on kind of like what you're wanting for that but that's going to be one of the easier ways to really have your like your facebook group grow organically because people if you find your people like let's say they're in a facebook group that you can post be like hey guys i got this event going and you just you're gonna promote that consistently in other people's groups or other people's podcasts wherever you're doing your marketing you will find so much more of a good result versus trying to go straight from okay i have the free facebook group now what do i do it just doesn't work that way so that'd be my my first recommendation for facebook groups second for growing your own facebook group i would say would be honestly partnering so what i found works really best as well is bringing on guest experts because then you get a tag in their like their audience as well be very specific and very strategic on who you bring into your facebook group for like a guest expert but let's say i'm someone who does seo and i bring in like a website designer who has an audience already that makes sense and now you can use their audience to go in there as well so those would be the top two that i'd say for growing your facebook group and then for instagram Let's see. For Instagram, everyone already knows that the algorithm has changed so much throughout the years, like in the last year specifically, that what I found really works out best right now, (laughs) ooh, hiccups, content-wise is making sure that you have really, really high shareable content. So before a lot of people used to do, still do, like quotes and whatnot but what i've been noticing are when you want to create shareable content which is how people find your account more easily is having it be something personality related so you've seen the enneagram like types blew up this year at least i have you know everyone's talking about them what type are you how are you sharing it all these type of things it's because people love to feel like there's something about them that they get to learn more as humans we just want to learn more about ourselves So when you're on Instagram, you really need to start creating content that's around that person, that's around helping them find more about their personality or character traits or even just like identifying as who they are. Even if it's like, are you a perfectionist or are you an overachiever? Are you are you a green color person or are you a red color person? You just need those type of things because that's what gets people to share more often. Because although value does, value is obviously great. What I see people share the most on Instagram is content that really allows them to be more in the conversation. And what happens is if there's too much value in posts, people don't see the like the conversation that well. So I want to just put that out there for everyone just who's like watching this is that although you should be doing value content for sure and story content for sure, you need to have ones where they actually engage and see themselves in that post. So I, those would be the, like, the, the big ones that I want to go over for that. And you can look at, I think there are some people who, I'm trying to think of who they are. I know Angie Lee Show is starting to do um, more like shareable content on her posts. I'm trying to think of who else I know who does as well. You can kind of find them. But like the ones where you kind of scroll through and there's like a five or six uh, graphics. It's like one, two, three, four, five. That's a good shareable value way. 
And then for again, I've seen graphics work really well when it comes to Instagram for getting shareable. Really, Instagram nowadays is meant to share. It's really about creating a strategy that gets people talking, and that's an easy way to do that. Hashtags still work, um, but usually they're like you trying to find people through the hashtag, which means you just put more time into it versus just putting it all on your post. And in case you guys didn't know, I actually did a um, hashtag tr like training, I think it was at least a year ago, <laughs> maybe, I need to double check, that went over like the exact hashtag strategy to help my clients get like dozens of followers, get new clients from that. If you do want that, let me know in the comments below for both Facebook and Instagram and I can send that your way. It's totally free. I was need to kind of like find it from the, the archive. <laughs> um, but it was really helpful to kind of go over the strategy I'm talking about where it's more of the offensive versus defensive I think is how I talked about it I'm not really great with um I'm not really great with knowing the the sports lingo so I'm sorry if that like butchered it but that's how I kind of tell you guys for the Instagram versus Facebook groups area so second is so what happens when you're getting leads under a dollar and so we're talking about ads now um, I see that I, oh yeah, this is a very funny question because it's true. So you see a lot of times you'll see like posts and people talk about what happens if your Instagram or your ads don't do well. This person's actually asking because they're like, Hey, I actually have ads that are working well. What do I do? And that's just a really good question because she, I love how she phrased it. It's like, what if I'm getting a solid lead cost, spending about $20 a day, getting about 20 leads a day, totaling to like 600 leads a month. Do I duplicate it? I'm afraid to touch it. <laughs> I understand, especially for someone who does ads for clients. I, whenever I find a new, like an actual ad that's working well, which is, you're in a, like for New Year's, it's kind of hard because the holidays have been really like r rising those ad costs. But what I would say for, for you right now, because you're doing really well with ads, is start by asking yourself two questions. Is really right now, what is your main goal with the ads? And what are you launching soon? So one of the easiest ways, like let's say you're getting you're getting 600 leads a month. What are you doing with them? What is the funnel you're taking them through right now? So what is a journey, I should say? I think funnel sounds so outdated. What is the journey you're taking them through? Like when they get on, they become a lead with you. Do you give them an email sequence? What do you want them to do on that email sequence? What happens after that welcome email sequence is done? You need to ask these things first. But I would say one of the easiest things to start doing to get kind of like your money into it, if you're, like, if you're wanting like a quick stream of cash from your leads, is start to think about and create a tripwire. So what a tripwire is, is it really is like usually on the thank you page of when they sign up, it's like, hey, here's this limited time offer, something that's related to the offer, but like one step deeper, it gets them really indoctrinated into you and kind of like who you are with being usually around like, I would say under 47 to $7 ish. I wouldn't know exactly because I haven't really I haven't done one in a while, but I would say for me, usually it's around like $17 worth well, sometimes 27, sometimes seven, depends on your audience, honestly. But I would say that's the easiest thing to start with first. If you're wanting to just get more of those leads to become paid customers without having to go through the full gambit of like, okay, how do I, you know, do this full sequence again or how to get more people in? And that's an easy way to convert them. And that way you're getting more of your money back and then you can put that into other ads as well. 
So that's one of the easiest ways. And actually, I, I do a lot of that with my clients. So a lot of them have those things where it's like, okay, I'm getting good opt-ins, but like, what do I do now? How do I get it? So I'm actually getting money back and getting people who are actually like clients of mine. And I do that easily with them. We go into actually strategizing what's the best tripwire for them, how to make it easier for themselves, how to each way, like get them to want this often purchase from you and then really become a really hot lead for you to upsell them into an up like a higher price program or course or one-to-one whatever you're trying to do now so i have like two spots for that so if you want to talk more about that and talk about what strategy could be for you and if we want to work together then dm me or go to danielleclem.com slash call i'm pretty sure that should be the link um just because i want to make sure that for those who are who are in this area that you actually have someone who's helping you with that. So that's the first thing is tripwire. The second thing is retargeting. So this is a little more high, both of these are like a very high level question, which I love, but I would say this is gonna be more around a little more time intensive. So the retargeting is like, let's say you have a lot of these leads already. One thing you can do now with them is do a retargeting ad to really get more of those people to book a call with you or to go into a webinar that you're wanting or to course again. It depends on what your main goal is. I don't know exactly what your main goal is. Again, all these questions are anonymous. So I'm going based on like general context. But really what I would say is ask yourself, what is the goal that you want them to hit next? Where do you want them to go next? And create an ad around that. So let's say it's a webinar. Then you want to get them and really the retargeting one will be re-indoctrinating them into why they need this. And having the ad go there. Having a video that goes behind the scenes a bit that gets them into the door. If it's a call. Having maybe like a snippet of like a client call, like um, client call testimonial or whatever it might be on there and getting them into the call. So that one, again, is harder to see the return as easily because retargeting, <laughs> hiccups, <laughs> retargeting, oh, sorry, hiccups, uh, retargeting really depends on one, your audience, two, your goal for them, and three, what they are open to doing. So it really depends on where your audience is at and kind of like their five levels of awareness. This is something that I might be doing a, a workshop on too. It's talking about the five levels of awareness your people have to be kind of going through and at to be able to actually buy from you consistently, especially high-end stuff. So really ask yourself, tripwire versus retargeting. What is your end goal right now? Do you want a quick stream of cash that you can just like get easily? If so, tripwire. And we can talk about that on a call. And then retargeting, which we also can talk about, but it's it's more around really identifying what is your goal? Who is your audience? How can you start to talk to them more in your copy, in your ads that gets them into the door of whatever you're trying to get them into next so instead of having to get them more free stuff i don't think that's the case they already opted in now you need to give them something that's a bigger ask whether that be the tripwire where it's money putting their like money down or it's a webinar where it's spending more of their time or a call where it's missing more of their time so hope that helps you hmm okay and i wanted to ask or i wanted to answer this like small thing too in case you're listening to this and thinking okay in general what is my ad what should I my ad spend be what should I do with like targeting what type of like copy should I do like that kind of things for ads I did a whole ad series on my podcast and I need to make I need to make a web page for it so you guys can just like go through it easily but if you want that I can put the episodes in the comments below for you guys if you want that then dm just say um ad podcast series and I'll put that in there for you 
because I went over like the exact questions you need if you're just starting with ads or wondering how to do them. Like from ad spend to, you know, do you need to hire someone or do it yourself? Like I go through the whole thing. Okay. The company that operates, okay, this one's a little bit out there for me. So I'm just going to already preface <laughs> that this one's going to be a little bit harder for me to like actually go into because it is not my normal forte, but it'll give you some type of response that I would think would work best for this with my ideas. So the company operates with grant funds with conditions that limit us. We need to attract significant donors so that we have uh, more. Okay, basically what she's asking is we have enough clients for like the grant projects. Any ideas to attract more investors slash donors? So again, a lot of people who I work with are usually trying to get more customers and more clients, not usually donors. But I'll give you just examples of kind of ideas that I think would work best here. So one of the easiest ways would be trying to partner with some type of company or franchise or or like operation that does that for you so that could be like going to a bank and seeing if you can do a booth I don't know if banks do that so don't quote me on that but for a lot of investors they need to feel like they're in the room with someone and it's not just coming out of nowhere that's why I don't think that really for this type of thing where they're trying to invest a lot of money that you know mailers like physical stuff's not going to work well for you you need to be in front of them and they need to feel like they're in the know with you so doing some type of partnership or a booth with someone would be really good um where you, you know that they are going to hang out more at i would say also possibly doing some type of like small luncheon for them or something like that that would really help them to know what to do is really important to just really indoctrinate them to say okay is this something that I want to give money to and how can I make this easier on myself you really want to reduce friction here so I would say try and like figure out who are a couple of companies that you can partner with or like people in your town that you can partner with and just start to see who you can really sort of talk to you more as well as possibly doing like a luncheon or some type of networking area because people who are investors and who are high earners, they want to partner and they want to be around other high earners. So if you can create that type of space as well, maybe have like a free speaker there or something that could be worth their time. So hope that helps. Again, I'm not an expert in this, so I'm just giving you guys my like two cents ideas for that. But let's go on to the next one. So what is the best resource for learning, I think they said how, how to write good copy for social, your website, landing pages, etc. First thing is that I don't like the word good. I want to help you write converting copy because there's a difference between good copy and converting copy. Really good copy is just something that's like, oh, I'm good. Like this is doing okay. It's getting some likes. It's getting some like some interest. Converting copies where you're actually getting people and resonating with them down to their core, and they're actually becoming a lead or a subscriber or a purchaser or a client, like whatever your thing is. I want you to have converting copy. <laughs> so I want to just first say that distinction because whenever I see people talk about copy, the problem is that they don't think in terms of conversions, and they're learning from people who are teaching them more of like copy that helps with engagement or copy that helps with emotion which emotion is good but I want you to go more into converting copy because when I see stuff like landing pages uh website and stuff you're wanting converting copy so I just want to put that out there for those who are like watching this or listening is that it makes a really big difference when you actually remember okay we're going into converting copy now so the first thing I would say is do you know your audience? Do you know your ideal client through and through? 
this is one of the biggest reasons how good copy can turn a converting copy because that's you need to get to a level to that for them that makes them just say oh my gosh she knows who i am she knows exactly what i need how to say it what i need to do i want to talk to her and if you're not really sure on how to do that then i have two things and i'll be going into the second one actually probably the next question first thing i would say is really start to identify what are your ideal clients results that they want from a mind body head perspective and this is really important nowadays like i want to just like have my hands wave this is really 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 important because if you don't take the time to actually learn this and actually learn how to talk about your ideal client in the ways that like they're mental they're physical and they're emotional they're not going to fully resonate. They're not going to fully move into a convergence because let's say you just talk about the physical, which is going to be, let's go, <laughs> hiccups. Let's go with talking about tying your shoe. I don't know why this comes up sometimes. Your physical is like, obviously you're going to tie your shoe. That's, that's the result. You're tying your shoe. But the emotional thing is a sense of pride you feel because you're able to finally tie your shoe for the first time ever. And the mental thing is that you Finally, think about yourself like, oh my gosh, I can tie my own shoe. I can actually do this. I believe in myself more. I can go out into the world and feel more confident. Yes, I know we're talking about tying shoes, but I'm just using that as an example. Do you see how much more rich and how much more dynamic that is when you actually take the time to go into the mental, physical, and emotional states and like the situations of your ideal client? That is the first thing with with really converting copy you have to understand is that you need to go into those three levels. And I don't want to go into a full like copy expose on here because it's going to be a lot. But I did do a workshop, I would say earlier this year, last year, I swear the years kind of like all blend by around how to write converting copy, like how to write converting headlines, I think it was called. And I go into these exact three areas and the two formulas that really help out best with that. So if you do want that, let me know, um, put in the comments below, like converting copy or headline copy, and I can send that over your way. This is just really important for those to get started with. You need to start on this base level. If you don't know, or if it's vague, Ooh, you need to go to my podcast and go to, I think, three episodes ago where I talked about the three the three layers of why and go in deep, go in specific. Like I have this, I do this with my clients too, where I ask them like, why, let's say they, they want to build a better brand. Why does that matter to them? Oh, they want to get more clients. Why does that matter to them? Oh, because they want to make more money. Why does that matter to them? Because they want the freedom that it provides them and actually spends more time with their family. That's what you want to say on your copy. That's what I want you to get down to. So those are the first things. The second thing would be really understanding what needs to be laid out on each area. So the way that you're going to write on a website is going to be different than on how you write on social. The way you write in social is going to be different than how you write on landing pages because they're all different mod modalities. They're all different mediums. And the way that your consumer behaves on each one of them is different. So for a website, you probably want to have more of like really, I would say like less copy, but more like really kicking like this is really like one liners or, or like paragraph type of things. For landing pages, you can ha have more of a story have be more of a story arc. And then socials would be more of a socials would be more of kind of like a mixture of story arc and then 
like engagement. It's, it's, it's again, it's, they're all different. So I want to go into, if you have any questions about this, let me know, DM me, because I'm actually going to be opening up a workshop soon, I think, around this, around really helping people go deeper into this area, because I see this happen so often for people, and it makes me just want to, like, shake them, because <laughs> you don't know until you know. Like, you might be wondering, okay, I'm getting people on my page, why aren't they converting? It's usually because either they're not the right audience, they don't understand the offer, or the copy is, like, not converting. So that's kind of why I want to make this a little bit easier for you guys. In terms of courses and whatnot, I don't know of any course that I've taken that's been the best for all three of those. I would say for website, Copywriting for Creatives by, I think her name was like Caitlin Carter. She was pretty good. Landing pages, I learned on my own. Social, social, like mixed up, like learned on my own. And then like have one other person that I kind of learned from. So it's hard because converting copy is a very specific type of copy that people are becoming more aware of but haven't taken enough time to. So just want to say that. Mm, let's see. Okay, three more questions. How do I get my ideal client to notice more of my content and actually reach out? So I eat client attraction and getting more lucrative clients. This is a really good one to say because I get this question a lot. So I work with kind of like primarily two people. I work with either those who are, they're people who are either like, they're like course creators. I don't know why I had a brain fart, sorry. Um, they're either course creators or they're membership site owners, like they're doing one-to-many or I have people who are like one-to-one, -one, like high ticket, um, like service providers and stuff. So it kind of like, it's either or. Um, let's see. Okay, so we're asking about content. So as you heard me before, that your content's gonna really depend on on how your ideal client is. And I'm gonna be very, very bold for a second and say, if you're asking this question, you need to ask yourself the question before that, which is, do you actually understand your ideal client from every single side of like their buyer's journey? Yes or no. And I know it's a very bold thing to say because it's easy for me to say, yeah, there's three types of content. You need to do A, B, and C. But if you don't know exactly where your ideal client is, are they on, are they in more of the nurture strategy? Do you need more of the lead, the invite strategy? Do you need to retarget them? Like, where are they? And how do you infuse all of those into your content? That's a question I'd have you do first because really when it comes to content, I've seen people do this very often where they'll, they'll learn content from a space of like story posts, value posts, engagement posts, which is not bad. But if that isn't infused with where your person is right now, let's say they're just coming into your like orbit and they need to like really indoctrinate more with you, having that infused in there, or they know who you are, but need to learn more like why you're their person you need to talk more about that. It's kind of like the like, know, and trust factor, but a little more psychological because we need to get them to understand. Sorry, I have two gamers. We need to get them to understand that you are their person. You understand them. And that only comes from starting to really learn and use each part of the customer and buyer journey inside of your copy. If you do not, it's really hard to get the traction that you're wanting because you're going to constantly, constantly be like actually losing a person or losing people from that area, from that journey. I'm going to be doing probably a workshop on this too, because I love talking about this. Um, but again, I can't go too much, <laughs> too, too much into this or else it'd be like a really long, um, really long Q&A. But I just want to go into that for a second and say that 
when you want people to reach out, you have to ask yourself, are they nurtured enough? Do they like, know, and trust you enough? Do they feel like they actually understand you and they want to work with you? If not, then we need to go back a step and see where are they at on the customer buyer journey and how can we use some actual like buyer motivation triggers to get them in there. I know it sounds very high level, but it's really about understanding those areas. You can use that in your copy. So I know that wasn't like the the best, the most specific answer, but it's because I've just gotten really tired of having to see people ask these questions and get like the basic questions without really getting the answer they need. So kind of like if you go to a general doctor versus a surgeon, you're going to get a lot more of a specific answer and a lot more of a targeted one from a surgeon versus general. So I'm going more of a surgeon way for the answer. Okay, two more. Consistency. How do I stay consistent with posting lives? As I will know it helps my business and visibility, but it feels so tedious at times and I loathe webinars and email marketing. (laughs) Who else feels them? So I want to say two things with this. When it comes to the consistency of like posting in live videos, I would say that it comes down to first, are you someone who's more of an internal or external accountability person? I think it was Ugh, I cannot remember who who she is right now, but she did. I think it was like the happiness project. She had another book that was kind of talking about the different ways, the different types of people who kind of deal with control and accountability. And for a lot of people that I found is that especially for business and content, you need external accountability to keep you going, to keep you consistent. So this is again, something where you need to do more like actual, um, internal work and see, okay, is this person actually, am I the internal person or am I more external? I found that for consistency for content and so forth, I'm more external. (laughs) Like I need the accountability from other people. So here's kind of like hacks that I found work out best outside of just like doing the content and scheduling it is the first thing is I love to do nowadays series posts. So I haven't done them in a bit, but I used to do them a lot more where it's kind of like, It's again, creating that story arc where it's kind of like beginning, middle, end, separated into three posts or like three lives where it's like today, today uh, a tree fell down and then the next day was like the tree grew again. (laughs) The the last part's like the tree is now a forest. Again, very, very vague and like very basic. But what I found, especially on Instagram or Facebook, because you're always having to say your fountain of knowledge. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, when it comes to this area of kind of knowing the story arc and kind of series post, it's really making sure that you understand specifically, like first what your audience really goes down to, but even more so is how can you create more of that in your content? So for me, I found that if I have to say, especially on like emails or posts, tomorrow I'll be talking about part two. The next day I'll be talking about part three. That keeps you accountable because you have to be. Because you told them that the next day they're going to be on their heels waiting for the next series post. So I find that works really, really well for creating more consistency in your content, especially on Instagram or Facebook and sometimes emails depending on like what you're doing. And then I would say for live videos, honestly putting it out there they always say like if you're if you put out if you write down your goals and tell people about it you're like 20 percent more likely or whatever the percentage is more likely to do it same thing happens for live so if you're like hey i'm gonna go live at 11 a.m this week be on there with me even if people aren't on there you're creating the consistency for you that 
you expect at least one person to be on there. And when you do that, you're having to show up. So that's for external accountability people, internal accountability people. You should be doing this on your own <laughs> because you're that's you you probably are doing it right now. The more I would say for you is just finding more of your why. Why are you doing this? Why does it matter? How is it affecting your business? And making more of that why stronger for you, and that'll make it a lot easier for you to keep going. Okay, last one. What are some ways you recommend balancing multiple platforms and delegating time between different things this could be its own whole podcast or like whole live video i'm not gonna lie so what i'd say for balancing multiple platforms is repurposing is huge i have a friend of mine dana lisa who um used to do a lot more of that i don't think she does end that much anymore around content repurposing it's really really important nowadays to understand how to repurpose your content i'm literally doing instagram and facebook here and i'm probably gonna turn this into a podcast and then after that I might even make it like into posts and stuff. So repurposing is a huge part of balancing the platforms, but also understanding where are you at in your business right now and who are your clients? So what I found for my one-to-one high-end clients that I find, they either come from referrals or they come from like collab videos or podcasts or events. So knowing that, I know if I'm on Instagram or Facebook, this is probably for someone who's going to be doing more of like a one-off session with me or done with you or a like course or membership or or workshop, whatever I'm doing at that time versus more of a high-end one-to-one. So the thing I'd ask you is when you're on multiple platforms, is it because you think you have to be or because your ideal client's on there? All of my ideal clients, they're on Instagram, quote unquote, if those, those who are not like seeing this, it's quotes. For those who can't see it, like you have to understand, are your people actually on that ins- like on Instagram? For me, they're on it, but they're not actually actively engaging. They're not looking for people on there. They're, they're gonna be looking and asking referrals. So it's really important that you understand those differentiations and finding out more where your ideal clients hangs out the most. Again, it's not always like the same thing for every person, but that's the thing about like, First, you have to ask yourself, balancing multiple platforms is actually worth your time. And then delegating between different things is really going to depend on your goals. So really, what is your projects that you're wanting to do for this quarter? Or what are your things that you're wanting to get done this quarter? And what tasks need to be around that that are actually going to get you there? That's kind of like the easier way of going about it. (laughs) I know it's very simple, but it's because it's really important to kind of just take that time and ask yourself, what is your main goal for the next 30 to 90 days? And what are tasks that have to get done to get you to that goal? And then delegating from there. What happens is if you're not focused on the project you're wanting to finish in the next 30 to 90 days, that's where a lot of kind of like the, I don't know what I'm gonna do today, or like, I don't know how I'm gonna structure this really comes out to be. Okay, so I think I talked enough about the questions that are on here there's probably some other ones that i couldn't see at this time but these were like the big ones that i want to address so recapping everything is if you're asking more of this these questions the biggest thing i would say is you can really need to get clear on your ideal client's psyche and where they're at in part of the customer buyer journey and learning how to create a better strategy and like actual copy and tactics around where they're at infusing that in 2020 because in 2020 we're going to be moving into this area which we are now um into intimacy and intimacy and connection comes from knowing where they're at 
and this is why I want people to really understand this more so. So if you're con- like not sure of, okay, I don't know how to talk to my ideal client. I can't seem to get them to convert well for me. I don't really know how to get in their brain and get that brain translated onto paper and then onto paper into ads or to, into posts to get them converting. Then I want you to DM me or go to danielleclem.com slash call. Let's have a talk about it and see what can work best for you. And if you're someone who is doing ads right now or wanting to do ads or having great ads and, um, you know, wanting to figure out how to structure a tripwire or retargeting, same thing. I'm opening up my call for this month specifically, just because I want to make sure those who need it, who want the help, get the help. So if you have any questions, let me know. I'll talk to you guys all later and see you in the next video or audio, wherever wherever this is. All right. Bye guys. Listening to today's episode, I am so excited that you were able to go through it and get some actionable tips out of it. For next steps, make sure you go to danielleclem.com/slash ad breakdown to get the complete ad breakdown around what one Insta ad did to help create 559 client leads and 20% sales increase in launch. Make sure to go ahead there to do that and DM me at I'm Danielle Clem to go in deeper to the conversation. And last but not least, make sure to leave a rating and review so that this podcast can get out to more amazing people like yourself.